This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez, and the Vegas Golden Knights are moving on to the semifinals against the Montreal Canadiens after they beat the Colorado Avalanche 6-3 in Game 6, finishing the series in six games. What a game. What a series. Wow. Uh, The Golden Knights came into the series underdogs. And I've talked about this before and they, they pulled it off. They pulled it off and it was not just, it wasn't an easy series at all. I thought this, especially this game six, I thought it was such a hard fought game. The Colorado avalanche scored in like 23 seconds in on Marc-Andre Fleury. The, the defense kind of just took a nap there and into to a wide open Colorado player. And it wasn't Fleury's fault at all. That was just a tough shot. But the Golden Knights, like I said, throughout the series, I mean, throughout this playoffs is resiliency. The Golden Knights did not back down. They kept fighting and fighting. They tied the game. They got the lead. And it was Colorado's resiliency that started to show. They would not go away. The Golden Knights get the lead. Colorado ties it. It was 3-3 three to three late in the second period. Then Alex Petrangelo, late in the second, scores the game-winning goal and never looked back since then. The Golden Knights then scored two more in the third period just to seal it. One of it was an empty netter. The other one was from William Carrier. Uh, Two fourth-line players scored a goal today. That's depth scoring right there. That's what really pushed them over Colorado this uh in this series colorado's having their top line is having a hard time generating anything nathan mckinnon finally got a point today his first point in like in in four games but they still lost the golden knights uh, i i'm just it's it's there's so many things to take away from this ryan reeves came back to the lineup i thought it was okay especially for this uh especially at home for his role the the abs is gonna reeves is there to kind of kill their momentum a little bit to to play physical there's a lot of hits mcnab had like two big hits this this game alex stock had a really big hit on mckinnon mckinnon showed his frustration at the end of the second period taking that white cloud you can tell that the avalanche was out of their game after a while they were just so frustrated but credit to them though credit to the avalanche they played a really good series and really good game too. They they fought. I actually thought the Avalanche controlled most of the game until after, uh, well, the second most of the second period. The goal, uh, the Avalanche controlled most of the second period. The Golden Knights had two goals from it, but that didn't tell the story. The Avs controlled most of the first, especially the first half. I, I was I was concerned. They only had like one shot in ten minutes. The Golden Knights did, but what they did 
they capitalize and and uh and score. Alex Petrangelo had a great game. He did have that really boneheaded penalty, the 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 puck over the glass penalty that cost us a goal uh, on the power on the Avs power play. But he made he made up for it by a lot by getting the primary assist on the game tying goal, uh, Kolasar's game tying goal, and his goal late in the second period. So I don't want to hear any more Petrangelo slander, okay? From from those people, you know who you are. I I see you. I see you on social media. He's been he's been great. Petrangelo has been great this whole playoffs, and he's earning his money. He's one of our best players, and there's a reason why we we brought him in. But like I said, credit to the, the Colorado Avalanche. They did battle really hard. They do, they would not go away, and it, it, it's it's a concern for them getting out the second period. But this is not the Colorado Avalanche podcast is the golden eyes podcast i i love the 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 adversities the golden knights the the chip out of off their shoulders as i'm talking about before are they're 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 crossing them off one by one uh the the they did not allow colorado to come back from the series last series against the minnesota wild they kind of took their foot off the gas when they were up three one up three two took up uh and allowed the Minnesota Wild, who I, I who I didn't think had any business taking the Golden Knights to Game Seven, because I thought the Golden Knights were the better team in Game Five and probably Game Six. No, Game Six. I think that was Minnesota's game. Uh, but anyways, they they found their killer in- instinct against Colorado and scored six goals at the start of these playoffs. We had that concern that the Golden Knights scoring might disappear again. Scoring six goals and scoring five goals last game, it, it, I, I, I shouldn't be worried that much anymore. Uh, they found their scoring touch, especially depth. Like I said, uh, the Golden Knights had a goal from a defenseman uh, and two fourth liners today, which is, which is really good. They had one from uh, William Carlson. And another defenseman in Nick Holden. That's all up and down the lineup right there. And the empty netter was from Max Pacioretty. Uh, and the third line was in the uh, was in the ice for one of the goals, the um, the Petrangelo goal. That was the third line. So kind of count that a little bit for them. But man, uh, it's it was such a great series. Uh, it's one of the best series I've, I've seen the Golden Knights play. Maybe the King, the King series from year one was also really good, even though it was uh, very short. I thought, uh, but I think this has been the best series in in played in Golden Knights history. Win or lose, all the games has been so close. Uh, the these except for like two, except for game one and game five. Those games were not close. This was a blowout from one or the other. But game two, three, four, and six were very close. The score might say six to three, but that doesn't tell the whole story because Colorado was hanging in there for most of the game, right? I was at the edge of my seat the whole game. I was nervous. I could not rest. It was ridiculous. The Golden Knights made mistakes. Colorado made mistakes. The only difference is the Vegas Golden Knights capitalized on... Colorado's mistakes but while Mark Andre Fleury stood on his head there was that one save I remember that could have tied the game 
and he was just it, it was he was spectacular like what we need mark andre flurry for there's still a lot more to talk about this game and uh series okay i'm gonna wanna wrap a bow around it uh before we move on to the montreal uh canadians and look forward to finally look forward against our next opponent but before i do that let me tell you about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you're investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can, uh, can create a portfolio for globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted for with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get the first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H. F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL to get started today. This series has not disappoint. Uh going into the series, I talked about it uh when going into the series that this was the series that let like the season was leading up to this series. Those eight games, the the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche played in the regular season was leading up to this series. This is the culmination of the Battle of the Titans. The two teams that had the most points in the league, Colorado winning the President's Trophy via tiebreaker. They can have the President's Trophy. That's fine. That's not what we're after here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Golden Knights now have a chance to go even further to the, to the Stanley Cup finals if they get past Montreal. I'll talk about Montreal later in a little bit about Montreal later in the show, but I want to, like I said, tie a bow uh, into the series, okay? The Colorado Avalanche, very good team. Very, very good team. But the Golden Knights has shown that diversity and the way they are built is built more for the playoffs. Though We've seen so many times teams like the Avalanche kind of fizzle out in the playoffs. They're built more akin to the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, where they built with so much skill and so much that they rely on their star players pretty much all the time to produce. Well, the Vegas Golden Knights have their, they have the Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty in the top line. Then they have the Misfit line to right below that. And you have the Alex Tuck line who could produce here and there. And you have the fourth line who you don't ex uh, you don't expect to produce. They did tonight with two goals, but they're there for a reason. They're there for physicality. They're there for playoff hockey, uh, 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 for bruising and getting the get the other team frustrated. That's what they're there for. And your blue line when you have Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, and Alec Martinez there for almost pretty much ninety percent of the time. Playing defense wins championship. That's what it's a mantra for almost every 
sports out there. And Vegas won that battle against Colorado this series. Colorado has a very good blue line. Don't get me wrong. You have Kale McCarr, Taves, Gerard, all those guys. But the way the goal, but those guys are like skilled defensemen. They are puck moving defensemen, fast skaters. They're not really that known for def- their defensive prowess. But when you look at the Golden Knights defensemen, not only can they generate offense, but they are very, very, very responsible defensively too. Alex Petrangelo, one of the league's best two-way forwards, if not the best, uh, other than uh, Hedman. Uh, and then you have Alec Martinez, who blocks shot like, like no other. And then you have Shea Theodore, who is not known for his defense, but has improved so much since the, his first year here in Vegas. And then you have McNabb and White Cloud, who are your prototypical shutdown defensemen. They're not going to generate a lot of offense, but you shut them down. And you have Nick Holden in that bottom pair that also can generate offense, who had a goal today from that great 1,000 IQ play by Riley Smith, who faked out Grubauer, turned around, passed it to Holden, Grubauer still looking for the puck and Holden just flinged it to the to the net and scored. The way the Golden Knights are built is built for the playoffs. If you if you compare the if you look at the games, I talked about this last episode and how different the Golden Knights and the Avs are. The Golden Knights are also a fast. Okay, so the Avalanche is a fast team. They rely on their speed and skill. But the Golden Knights also have that. They're not as fast or as skilled as Colorado. But what makes the Golden Knights great is how diverse they are. They can play differently. They can play with speed and skill. They can play uh, grinding and physical. And they can play the cycle game. And they can play defensively and shut everything down. That's what makes the Golden Knights such a great team. They They play how they need to play against the opponent. They can adapt. They can move around pieces. That's what makes them good. The the Colorado Avalanche, meanwhile, was banging their heads through a wall, trying to break the defensive structure of the Golden Knights because they only play one way, which is speed off the neutral zone, entering the zone, and cycle through speed. Once that's shut down, they have nowhere to go. They did try to be a little bit more physical this game, but you cannot out-physical the Golden Knights. They're just too big, all right? And that's, I think, why the Golden Knights, I'm, I'm, I'm really optimistic right now, not to take away from anything uh, from the Montreal Canadiens, which we'll talk about later, but they are, I, in my opinion, a weaker team against uh, than Colorado, okay? So this is a very exciting day. I hope everybody's listening to this hungover from from the game and, and just enjoying life because we are moving on to the semifinals. Three three times in four years, the Golden Knights have made to the to the semifinals, right? And there's one there's one constant in this team that's been there since the start is the misfit line and Marc-Andre Fleury. But I want to talk a little bit more about the Misfit line because they are, in this series, was the backbone for this team. They, Mark Stone and uh, Max Bacioretty were up against the McKinnon line, who they shut down 
and did their job. But the misfit line was the one that showed up, especially Jonathan Marcheseau. They showed up and either get the game-tying goal or the game-winning goal. I think before this game, the last three games, the, the, the first three games that the Golden Knights won in this series, Jonathan Marcheseau scored the game-tying goal. And if you ask me right now, who the from the Golden Knights, because whoever wins the 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 Stanley Cup has uh gets the Conn Smythe winner too from their team. If the Vegas Golden Knights goes ahead and wins the Stanley Cup, hopefully this happens. Right now, in my opinion, Jonathan Marcheseau should get the Conn Smythe trophy. Flurry's up there too. I could argue Flurry with his with his performance against the Wild, but right now with with how good Jonathan Marcheseau has, how clutch he has been, especially in the series, I would give it to him. Maybe even William Carlson, who leads the team right now in points in the playoffs, but it's that misfit line that really kind of took this series on their shoulders. Yeah, I, yeah. Mark Stone got that overtime goal. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Mark Stone or Max Pacioretty, but it's just the misfit line was just there all the time. Another runner-up, I would say, is uh, Alex Petrangelo, who's been, um, like I said, amazing, amazing this playoffs. He is worth all that eight point eight million dollars. That contract, he's earning that this playoffs, and that's what we brought him for. All right, there are a few St. Louis fans. Uh, I talked to while watching this game that says that this is probably the best Alex Petrangelo has played in the playoffs. I, I, I don't follow. I didn't watch all the Blues games during their run to the Stanley Cup when they won in a few years ago. So I can't really dispute that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough about Petrangelo's past to dispute that. But maybe it's just a recency bias, probably just recency bias. But Alex Petrangelo has been amazing, right? And like, like I said before, I will not allow any more slander with Alex Petrangelo because he's freaking good. Shea Theodore is finally showing up. Uh, I think he, uh, he had a point today. Uh, he's doing really well. He did have a few turnovers, which is concerning. But sometimes you got to credit the other team for taking the puck away. It's not just all mistakes uh, by the defensemen. It's the forced errors and unforced errors that so you gotta it's a tug and pull thing you can't blame it all on a player when he turns the puck over sometimes it's just the other team playing really well to take the puck away so there's that uh the fourth line it was good yeah two two uh two goals like i said uh the white white cloud and uh holden has been good McNabb i thought was a little slow out there but he did his job um the third line, I would like to see a little bit more from them. Um, they, I don't think they were the best line out there. They did get a, uh, a a few good scoring chances, and like I said, they were they were on the uh, ice for one of the goals. But I I still want a little bit more from them, especially uh, going up against a very defensively minded Montreal Canadiens. Which uh, segue, I will. I will talk about uh, next. I will make a quick preview uh, 
with uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. But I will have a full uh, collaboration with the Locked On Montreal uh, people on Monday. The episode will come out on Monday to preview the Montreal versus uh, Golden Knights series. But before I talk about the the Montreal uh, game, let me quickly tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're looking for a pregame snack or a, a snack where you're eating while watching the game, Built Bar is perfect for you. It is delicious. It's sweet, but it's healthy. Low calories, low sugar, but high in protein and high in taste. Okay. They have nine different flavors. So if you have different tastes, you get there's one for everybody. Okay. There's coconut, there's coconut almond, there's cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and my favorite, salted caramel. There's also other flavors, uh, special flavors that comes out every month. If you don't know what flavor you want, you can get our mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Uh, for example, my favorite is salted caramel, who only has uh, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, but it has 17 grams of protein. It's delicious. It's healthy. It's perfect for my pregame snack. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The semifinals is now set for Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time against Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens was waiting in Montreal, waiting for them uh, to figure out who they're going to play. Now they have to travel from uh, the East Coast to the West Coast, coming in to a full stadium for the first time in, in like a year and a half for them. The Canadian, the Canadian border or the Canadian stadiums has not allowed a full capacity stadium at all this season. The, the Canadians are the first Canadians to have was twenty five hundred uh, people in the crowd. I think it's frontline workers and vaccinated people to be was to be able to go to the games. But twenty five hundred is different from eighteen thousand. I I don't know how it will affect those players going into the game. I expect them to be energized I, and, 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 and wakes them up. It's going to be different. They're, they're probably going to feed off of the Vegas crowd on Monday as much as Vegas feeds to their own crowd just because they haven't seen a full crowd in a while. Now, Montreal is going to be a really tricky uh, opponent. I don't want to count them out. They are the lowest seed that came through the playoffs. They they upset Toronto. They upset Montreal. Uh, not Montreal. They upset Winnipeg. And I they've been underdogs in both those games. So I do not want to count them out. Yes, on paper, the Golden Knights is much better. Yes, the eye test is when you watch their games. Uh, there, there were days when the Winnipeg-Montreal games came before the Golden Knights and Avalanche games. And there were times when you watch it and you just see the difference of the skill level between the, the, the two series. 
I don't want to go off of that because the Montreal Canadiens is still a very, very dangerous team. They play defensively. They play uh, playoff hockey. That's what they people call it. They play defensively. They play in with structure, and they have a very good goalie behind all of that in Carey Price, who once considered to be the best goalie in the league, and the, and throughout these playoffs, he has shown it. Okay, I don't want to be the next meme that gets swept by Montreal. Okay, I understand Winnipeg wasn't very good. They lost Shifley in the first game, and then Toronto lost uh, Tavares in their first game. Both totally different circumstances. But this series is going to be a very tight game. I'm not sure if Montreal can keep up with the pace that the Golden Knights bring and the experience that the Golden Knights bring. The best players for Montreal are two young kids in Suzuki and Caulfield, but they also have uh, Toffoli and Corey Perry. They, have, they do have veteran presence. They have Shea Weber, their captain. And of course, like I said, Carey Price in the back. So it's going to be a very interesting series. It's going to be the Montreal Canadiens is going to it's going to probably remind us of how uh, the Minnesota Wild played to a little bit more extreme. The Minnesota Wild tries to slow you down, tries to mug up the neutral zone, tries to mug up the blue line. Montreal does that to to an extreme because the best way to beat a team that is more skilled than you is to take away their skill. And that's what Montreal did against Toronto and against Winnipeg. Uh, we'll see how it affects uh, Vegas because Vegas is, like I said, is a much deeper team than those two teams that they played. Vegas is a much heavier team than those two teams that they have played. And Vegas is much more skilled than those two teams that they've played and much more defensively sound than those two teams they have played. Both the the both teams Montreal played before uh to get through this uh to to get through here to the semifinals were two teams without a very good defense. You can argue this year Toronto did have a pretty decent one on paper against the other Canadian teams but I don't think it's the uh, it's on the same caliber as Colorado or Vegas or even Minnesota, like the way they play defense or even uh, on the other bracket. The New York Islanders play the same way as Montreal. That's that's their stick. So that's going to be very interesting to watch the Islanders and the, uh, the lightning go at it. Offense versus defense is going to be really fun. But on Monday, everybody bring it in T-Mobile Arena and welcome these Canadians, the, the East Coasters to, to the fortress with, with and, and give them a rude awakening and how loud a crowd and how how much a crowd could carry a team, okay? The Vegas Golden Knights needs to start strong, start heavy, and really got to take it to them, okay? The Canadians have swagger right now. They, they're riding high, beating teams they were not supposed to beat. They have their confidence. They're going to go into T-Mobile Arena with the confidence that they can win this series. The Golden Knights needs to find that killer instinct again and just snuff that hope away from them early. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that.
uh, that's it for me uh, for this episode. Uh, well, like I said, on Monday, I am going to come out with a collaboration collaboration episodes with the with the folks at Locked On Canadians. And if you want to check out what's going on around the league, we have Locked On NHL too. If you want to listen to what the, the Avs are thinking right now, go check out Locked On Avalanche. It was a, a great time uh, re, uh, interacting with the Avs fans this uh, this series. Um, they, are, they did get a little bit big-headed, but that's that's how fan bases work, right? Golden Knights right now are, are a little bit big-headed, and I don't blame them, and I didn't blame the Avs for doing that too. But that's it for me. Uh, I still don't know how to end a podcast, so thank you for listening.